Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I greatly appreciate you for listening in. I do apologize for my absence uh, over the last scheduled uh, podcast. I It's fucking the, the holidays, people. It gets busy as shit. Uh, that is no exception for myself. Uh, I just found out that I'm going to have to be going to Connecticut next month, and then that's like the week before SHOT Show, and then plus I'm going to SHOT Show, so there's a lot of shit going on. Uh, as you have probably guessed. So uh, I wanted to make sure I wanted to go ahead and record this podcast, though, so that way I can get out a Christmas episode and wish you guys a very Merry Christmas. And for all of our other people of different religions out there, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, whatever it may be to you, I hope you have a great one. So with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the intro, and we can go ahead and start getting into the meat potatoes of the show. Uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our social media. We are everywhere, 2A Lifestyle, the number 2A Lifestyle, except for Instagram. We are 2 spelled out, T-W-O-A Lifestyle. Uh, also, go ahead and check out our Patreon. Anything you guys gives us, it's greatly appreciated, and it goes directly into this podcast. Uh, and... I swear, probably, we're going to be doing, starting next next year after SHOT Show, uh, we're going to be doing a tiered system where we're going to be giving out an extra episode uh, for our Patreon supporters, so be looking out for that. Uh, I might be teasing the first few minutes of our Patreon episode uh, to the usual podcast platforms, but everyone that gets on Patreon is going to get a separate uh, like podcast feeds that way they get an extra episode and that one's probably just going to be shitting and getting just kind of like talking round table discussion kind of stuff uh, thoughts opinions that kind of deal uh, all that other kind of stuff also uh, be looking for our uh, I did social media uh, Patreon uh, also yeah hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to uh, we greatly appreciate anything uh, that you guys can do for us subscribing is one of them also leave us a review uh every review that you guys leaves us it helps other people find us when they're looking for gun related content we are still doing the deal where if you leave us a review uh send us a screenshot once it hits send us your address we're going to give you some free swag that kind of stuff and then with shot show coming up there's going to be uh like a, f- a ton of shit like patches stickers all that kind of stuff uh that we're going to get from shot show so we'll probably be giving that out with our swag packs maybe having uh like an overall deal uh for our uh like maybe a giveaway type deal on uh, instagram or facebook so if you haven't already follow us there to keep up with that good stuff and with that let's go ahead and start getting into the show i tell the chanel runners then i get back to running the city and i know that it's hell coming i ain't worried my niggas they with me gotta put the narcotics down i can feel them fucking up my kidney Punching my lever if I let it kill me, my mama will never forgive me. And none of my feelings if I let it kill him, my baby will never forgive me. This remind me of how Alright, the first thing we're going to be talking about today is going to have to be doing with, uh, you know, and again, a lot of these news stories I pulled up for last episode, uh, so some of this stuff might be a little old, but also I pulled up some new stuff for this podcast episode, uh, so we might be, you know, cutting out some of the older stuff, probably, you know, be covering more of the new stuff, uh, so again, like I said, some of the stuff is might be a little old, but I just thought it was 
cool and kind of important. I want to talk to you about it. Uh, first thing we're going to be talking about actually comes to us from Yahoo News, uh, and this is specifically NBC News. And a Colorado sheriff's office uh, is getting a lot of heat for posting a picture on their social media uh, saying Santa's getting his concealed handgun permit. And I just think this is horseshit. Uh, that you know, a lot of people are saying it's insensitive. This is the El Paso County Sheriff's Office, based in Colorado Springs, uh, and basically the captions said that the statistic of that the sheriff's office issued, you know, close to 50,000 concealed handgun permits, and that more than 2,500 are waiting to be issued. And I think that this is just more of kind of a PSA and. You know, with the holiday season coming here, of course, they're going to have Santa Claus out there. It's not like they fucking force this guy to take a picture, uh, you know, to, to do this kind of stuff. So I just think it's just fucking bullshit from the mainstream media. Uh, and of course, this came soon after the Oxford shooting in Michigan, uh, where that uh, dumb fucking kid went to school with a, a gun and, and killed some students there. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to say it's insensitive on the sheriff's office. I think it was well-intentioned. I don't even think it's bad timing necessarily. Uh, it's just because that kid, uh, is a fucking piece of shit. Uh, he's obviously has some other issues. And of course, all they're focusing on is the gun. Uh, there, this is the first time actually though, that they're actually focusing on the parents. Uh, that's something that we're going to be talking about as well later on in the podcast. But I also, like, I just feel that, you know, there's other things that they need to be focusing on in reference to this kid. Uh, they need to be, you know, focusing on the parents, focusing on his mental health issues. Um, you know, right then and there, like, you know, the fucking school that day. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to be talking about that. We got a whole nother segment in regards to that. So anyway, um, th- that's just that story. Uh, shoot, you know, if you can shout out to El Paso County Sheriff's office in Colorado, just because of the fact that, uh, they are, you know, a, a better law enforcement agency. It's not like Denver police or Colorado Springs police. Um, you know, like LAPD, NYPD, that kind of bullshit where they're just kind of woke policing and all that kind of bullshit. Uh, they are a very good police, you know, a good law enforcement agency in regards to interacting with the citizenry and, and not just bending to political pressure. So give them a shout out, you know, bootlicker if you want to say it, but we also want to say that we also want to support uh, any law enforcement that is not bending to political pressure and actually, you know, just out there to make sure that the citizenry is protected uh, when they can't protect themselves, because that is a thing. Uh, And also to make sure that the, you know, those organizations that do not bend to that political pressure, um, are saluted for that. So this next article comes to us from Amelan and its titles evidence shows ATF changed the stabilizing, the stabilizing brace NPRM to be intentionally vague. Uh, now if you don't know what this is, is that a, uh, a FOIA request from the gun owners of America shows that the BA, TFE, which is the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, short for ATF. You know, I always just kind of thought that the ATF just shortened it to three syllables so that way they can seem cool, like the FBI, DEA, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but really, they're the BATFE. Uh, they changed the wording on the proposed rule for pistol stabilizing braces to make it less clear on purpose. So now, this is what any government organization wants to do: is they want to make sure 
and this is not even necessarily government organizations. This could be uh, your workplace. This could be uh, your local, you know, park governing body, whatever it may be. They want to make things as vague as possible so that way they don't have to fucking do their job to make sure that they pass specifically what's wrong. So, like, say, for example, they're pissed off at Karen who mows her yard at 6 a.m. every Saturday morning. So instead of saying, you know, Karen, you know, you can't mow uh, your lawn at 6 a.m., they might pass an ordinance that says, you know, nobody can make excessive loud noises uh, in the early morning hours. Well, what the fuck does that mean? That could mean, uh, you know, you and your old lady are fucking banging in your room and she happens to be a screamer. And because of that, you know, that's a loud, excessive noise. And you may work third shift and don't get home until five or six. So, you know, are you going to get in trouble then? Well, according to the vagueness of that fucking law, yeah. You know, instead of just passing a law that says don't mow your fucking lawn uh, between the hours of 9 p.m. and 8 a.m., you know, they, they want to make sure shit's vague. So fuck that shit. I'm, that that shit right there is fucking the kind of shit that white people hate the government. It really is. Uh, this next article also comes to us from Amelan, uh, and its title is Sixth Circuit Bails Out ATF." So basically, what happened was uh, it says last week, but this article came out on the December sixth. So it was actually the very first of December, maybe the last of of uh, November. Uh, it says the Sixth Circuit failed to achieve the majority necessary to correct the ATF's sh- shifting classifications of bump stocks as machine guns, according to the NRA's ILA's amicus brief, uh, which opposed the ATF's legal authority to criminalize an arbitrary accessory to a firearm. Uh, and because the judges split 8-8, the flawed bump stock rule is being reinstated. So basically because they couldn't, and you know, they need to have clear rules set up judicially for this kind of stuff. Uh, if the, you know, if you can't get a majority ruling, then it should automatically go to the next highest level, uh, which in this case, it'd be the Supreme court or, um, you know, and I, I'm sure, you know, there's judges that maybe have some, uh, conflicts of interest in this case. I'd be curious to see the makeup of this eight, eight panel. Uh, so I'd be, you know, obviously it doesn't break that down and I didn't go that far. Sorry. Didn't, didn't research that much. Uh, but you know, wanted to put the story out there and I, but I just thought it was bullshit. Um, the next article, uh, comes to us from England as well. And of course, we're always going to highlight the shooting sports here on this podcast. Uh, and its title is Heron makes two new event records at CMP's 2021 Talladega 600. Uh, and if I can get my fucking dog out of my lap uh, and out of my mic. Anyway, my bad. My fucking dumbass Malawa. Uh, but pistol competitors arrived at the Talladega 600 uh, November 15th through the 23rd of this year at Talladega Marksmanship Park. Uh, and this gentleman uh, marked a memorable debut. Uh, Justin Tracy, 46, of Case City, Arkansas, shattered the military and police service match event record by nearly 20 points, firing an overall school score of 380 uh, 5x. So, uh, 
Eric Aaron of Raleigh, North Carolina, 58, obtained a record of 385 in the as-issued 1911 match, breaking the former record of 376 back in 2016. And then he actually set on a, went on to set another record at the EIC aggregate, which is competitors firing in the EIC uh, service rifle, service pistol, and 22 rimfire match with a 1006 uh 22x which is 16 points over the previous record so congrats on them that's that's some awesome shit to set two records in one match uh this next article also from Amaland, and you know sorry now i guess i realize this so you know i i have all my stories set up on my laptop and sometimes my laptop, you know, either dies or I have to restart it because the program's freezing or something like that. And I always bring up, you know, the closed windows that I had uh, just because for the majority of them, that's where my news articles are. They're on my laptop in a Internet browser window. And uh, sometimes they don't come up in the same order that I had them. So normally I like, you know, kind of organize them to... Uh, categories or similar topics and stuff like that so I can transition easier uh, but because we have such a wealth of stuff in here uh, and also the fact that uh, I guess this is what happened to my laptop because I just pulled it out of the bag and it's charging right now uh, so anyway uh, Ninth Circuit magazine ban ruling ignores the Heller ruling uh, obviously the UF, US Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in Duncan v. Botna uh, ruled in Bonk that California's ban on standard capacity magazines does not violate the Second Amendment. Now, if you remember Freedom Week from uh, the Ninth Circuit, this is basically, I think it's that exact same case, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but basically what happened was the Ninth Circuit, you know, when you have a Circuit Court of Appeals, you got like several levels of the Court of Appeals. Uh, you initially go to like a one-judge which is what happened during Freedom Week, uh, and then it goes to a larger panel of judges. Uh, so this is, you know, the next next step, and eventually, I got a feeling this probably will go before the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, and it's very interesting to see right now with the Supreme Court of the United States and uh, NYSPR, you know, New York State Pistol Rifle Association. Uh, so NYSPRA versus uh, New York and what that case is going to do. It's going to be really interesting. I guarantee you if they have a favorable Second Amendment ruling in that case, you're going to see a like just a fucking flood of rulings, or not necessarily rulings, but you know court cases go before the Supreme Court. Uh, so that way we can try and get as many of these favorable Second Amendment rulings from the Supreme Court before a judge either passes or retires uh, that kind of thing. Um, this next article, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, it's not fucking really relevant or anything. Um, this I thought this was interesting. Uh, Federal announces a monthly subscription service for uh, ammunition. This comes to us from Ameland. Uh, and basically, it is a 12-month service. Now, if you're fucking, you know, if you're listening to a podcast, I guarantee you, you know, if you listen to only to a lifestyle, I greatly appreciate your loyalty, but I'm sure you probably listen to other podcasts. And if you're like me, uh, like I love fucking, uh, Joe Rogan. I like, uh, Dan Cummins. I like, um, last podcast on the left network. I like, 
you know, some other shit. And they're always like fucking advertising Butcher Box, uh, HelloFresh, all that kind of stuff. Man Box, uh, I'm a huge Tetherball Academy Drinking Bros fan. Uh, so they always advertise this kind of shit and it's basically a monthly subscription service to where you pay them monthly and then they give you shit that's supposed to be worth more than what you pay monthly. So this is a 12 month, uh, service commitment. Uh, the new service includes free shipping, uh, which is important because if you aren't familiar with, uh, shipping ammo, uh, there is a hazmat fee that you have to pay for shipping ammo. So that honestly, like if you just want to order like a couple boxes of ammunition, like you're almost going to be doubling your price just because of the fact of the has the hazmat fee. Uh, so normally when you, uh, you know, buy ammunition, you normally buy at a case or more at a time. So that way it kind of spreads out that hazmat fee. Uh, so it's not like raising your price per box of ammunition that much. Uh, anyway, so this is going to, you know, it's going to be available in calibers, popular calibers, uh, 9mm. I thought it said popular calibers. It had 40 Smith & Wesson on here for some reason. But anyway, it says popular calibers of 9mm, 40 Smith & Wesson, and 45 Auto, with possible expansion into other loads and cartridge options pending market demand. Uh, it does not have a... Um, a price point on this, so I don't know how much this is going to cost. And I'm curious because normally with these subscription boxes, uh, you pay, you know, nor what you get is normally less than what you pay, or I'm sorry, what you pay is normally less than what you get just because of the fact that they do this like in bulk deal. That's how they do it. Uh, but I'm curious to see how that's going to work out. Um, and eh, we're not going to fucking carry that bullshit. Uh, this next one is interesting, just kind of, uh, kind of old, but just thought I'd cover it just because this fucking bullshit saga is crazy. This comes to us from ballistic, uh, Alec Baldwin quotes, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. Uh, and then since then they have issued a search warrant for his phone. Uh, cause apparently it was brought up that he issued, you know, sent out like email, like electronic communication, either email or text messages to a bunch of people on the set saying, don't talk to the police until we have our attorney here. Uh, so they put search warrants out for the phone. Uh, and you know, this particular gun right here, it is, was a basic, it was a single action revolver. So with a single action revolver, you know, if you aren't familiar with it is you have to cock the hammer back every time. And there's been multiple videos made. I, I've seen them on TikTok uh, a few times that, uh, you know, with this single, you know, the single action revolver, um, it, it like lock back, you know, so if you, uh, pull, you know, the hammer back even just a little bit, it's like half cocked. Tr you try to pull the trigger, nothing happens. It, the, the hammer's not going to release. If you pull it all the way back, you know, you have to pull it all the way back and then pull the trigger for that to happen. Um, I personally hope Alec Baldwin gets some sort of, you know, fucking I don't know, something, man, just something. Uh, in regards to this, just because I'm tired of this bullshit of rules for thee for not for me though, kind of bullshit. And, um, I, you know, I just think it's retarded. I really do. Uh, next article comes to us from recoil. 
and a Nevada judge strikes down a homemade gun ban on constitutional grounds. This is awesome. Uh, this is in favor for Poly 80. Uh, so I'm very interested to see how far this is going to go because obviously uh, there are state bans, there are city bans, there are county bans on homemade firearms. So basically the 80% market. And uh, by the way, I am actually getting for sure it's uh, official. I got it underneath the fucking tree right now. I got a uh, 3D printer here, so be looking for content in regards to uh, 3D printing firearms, accessories, and the like. So, uh, you know, this was in regards to a Nevada Assembly Bill 286, uh, and they. So this was, you know, in regards to a state law. Uh, this was a state judge that ruled this unconstitutional based off the Nevada state constitution. So, uh, you know, there's still other bans for that. Uh, and, you know, I think D.C.'s got one of them. I think Chicago's got one of them. Uh, California's got them. I'm sure New York's probably got it. Uh, I, I don't know you know, what's going to happen on that. I know that there is definitely, um, fucking, uh, legislation, uh, or not legislation, litigative litigation, uh, in regards to that, you know, being done by the good folks at like FPC, GOA, that kind of stuff. Um, the next article I'm going to talk about, uh, comes to us from Gat Daily, and this is about the Oxford high school shooting in Michigan. And I want to talk about this. We talked about it briefly earlier. Uh, I just thought this was a very peculiar case just because of the fact that, uh, you know, if you look at this, and again, I know this is kind of old shit, but uh, it's something I wanted to talk about. Uh, and that's in regards to, you know, what's going on with the parents, what's going on with the kid. Obviously, the kid uh, had issues. Um, you know, there's been a lot of bullshit. People talked about how, uh, you know, if this kid was black, he'd have been shot at school, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but then there was obviously that, uh, school shooting in Dallas. And I, I you know, I, I, I truly feel that all that is bullshit. Um, you know, and that fucking kid, uh, he was like sent home, you know, within hours, after being arrested, uh, and the police chief, uh, came out and said that this was a fucking gang related shooting. Uh, now this kid, uh, in Oxford, Michigan, uh, was, you know, I don't just, and I'm just going based off of fucking assumptions here. Okay. Uh, all this shit is just my assumptions. I don't know. Uh, but after seeing, uh, his parents and after seeing him and after listening to things that his parents said and after listening to things that, uh, you know, has been said about the parents, you know, I almost think that maybe that this was a lower income family. Um, you know, the parents, you know, there was social media post where the kid said, you know, with this handgun that he used to shoot up the school, he said, this is my handgun. The parents were like, yes, we bought this, but we bought this for him. Um, and since then they have come out and, and been arrested, uh, before then, you know, there was, you know, notes between him and the school or, you know, the parents in the school in regards to, you know, him looking up ammunition online at school. Uh, and then he, you know, and to me, I'm perfectly fine with that because, you know, I, I've been interested in guns since I was like 11 or 12 fucking years old. Uh, you know, I didn't have obviously, you know, a smartphone that I could take to school, but you know, I fucking brought like, uh, the old Brownells, um, uh, magazines to school. I 
brought the old fucking cheaper than dirt back before they were pieces of shit. Uh, you know, uh, catalogs and magazines, you know, the brochures and magazines and shit to school. Uh, and I, you know, I went around to my other friends and, and I showed them this. Now, this is like me being a kid, uh, in lower Alabama at this time. Uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, Michigan, and this was kind of like in the Metro Detroit area. It's a little bit different. Uh, but you know, I thought this shit was, that's completely fine. Now, this is where I think, and this is what I was talking about earlier. Where I feel, you know, they're wanting to hold the parents accountable. But what about the fucking school? So what happened was, is that, you know, this kid drew pictures of him and his students that, you know, he eventually, you know, terrorized and hurt, uh, you know, bleeding and, and being injured and all that kind of shit. And the school just just called in the parents and said, like, hey, we got to do something to, to your kids. Uh, you know, and he needs counseling. And the parents are like, okay, whatever. And then, like, you know, at one point in time, uh, the parents said, you know, learn not to get caught and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, at what point in time is the school going to be responsible? Because this is the second incident that they're bitching and complaining about, and they let this kid go back to school. Uh, you know, do they not have, like, in-school suspension? Do they not have, you know, regular suspension? Do they not have expulsion or alternative schools? Whatever it may be. They just let this kid go back to school, and that's when this occurred. Uh, you know, in, like, our in-school suspension or, or alternative school, you know, it was like a, a fucking little juvenile prison. You know, you had, like, some big, mean-looking motherfucker as your teacher, and, and he taught all subjects, and he could, you know, whoop your ass if you decide to get out of line. Uh, you know, you had to go through a metal detector and, and have your shit searched before you even went in there. You know, you had to be dropped off by your parents and picked up by your parents. Uh, you had to sit your ass on that desk and, until, you know, your parents came and got you, that kind of thing. It's not like you could just go hang out outside of the alternative school and wait for a school bus to pick you up or your parents come pick you up. Fuck no. You, you sat your ass right there in that desk and, and you were quiet until that happened. Uh, you know, what, what about the school? And then, so they also charge the parents. Um, I'm all about charging parents for, for dipshit behavior from their kids, especially when it's ignored. Uh, but you know, I feel that the parents in Dallas from that one school shooter is more culpable in regards to the violence from their child than this kid is from his parents. Um, you know, do the parents think that, you know, he was acting out? Yeah, probably. Uh, but you know, it's not like he was, you know, you know, writing death threats or, you know, saying, you know, in school, I'm going to fucking kill you or any of the bullshit. And he drew some pictures, uh, and he was looking at ammunition. That was it. Uh, you know what he was done at home. I don't know that that could be something else. Um, you know, whereas that fucking guy in, in Dallas, uh, you know, he, he was a fucking gang member, uh, driving a nice car that his parents bought him. He lived in a fucking nice neighborhood, uh, you know, an upper class neighborhood, uh, in, in Dallas, Fort Worth. And, you know, he was posting, you know, shit on social media, you know, flashing money, flashing guns, all that kind of stuff. And the parents didn't car get charged in that, you know? So I, you know, I'm all about fucking consistency. That's my thing, you know? And if it's good, you know, don't do those rules for the, not for me bullshit. I cannot fucking stand that. That's the kind of shit that really fucking just makes my blood boil and makes me want to just, just throat punch a motherfucker. I can't stand that bullshit. And when that kind of stuff happens, 
And, you know, the district attorney in this case has already come out and, and said, you know, made some some very big assumptions. And if she can't back that shit up with hard, solid evidence, then, you know, she's already tainted any potential jurors in this case. Uh, and, you know, the fucking parents in this case, they've hired themselves some fucking high caliber attorneys and they fucking just let this kid go with a public defender. They said, fuck you, man, you're on your own. Uh, we got to, you know, take take care of our own shit. And, uh, that, you know, the parents getting charged, like I said, I, I'm all 100% for this. Now, if these parents were like, you know, Oh, you know, he, he's, we, we told him that, you know, we'd rather, uh, him draw pictures than actually go do it. Or, you know, cause that would imply that he's gone to his parents and said, I want to, you know, go to school and, and shoot up the fucking place. Uh, then yeah. You know, if the parents told him that instead of actually going to get him counseling, uh, gone and sit down with the school and say, hey, like, you know, it appears like my son is getting bullied and, and he's making, you know, it's making him uh, very unstable, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, man, there's there's lots of things that it's a very fine line. And it's, it's to the point like we're and we've seen it, uh, whenever the lockdowns occurred and we've covered stories like this where kids are playing with toy guns, uh, in zoom classrooms and in dumb shit like that, or they've posted, uh, that they've gone to the range or they've, you know, uh, posted like the new gun that they got for Christmas or whatever. And the schools got wind of it and it's something that didn't even occur to the house and, they, you know, ultimately ended up treading on those parents' liberties by either going and knocking on their door and, and you know, making contact with them over, you know, the kid playing with a toy gun on a Zoom classroom or expelling that kid uh, from school uh, or, you know, having a police officer go uh, search that kid's room and that parent's house because, they, uh, you know, posted a picture of a new gun they got for Christmas, like a hunting rifle or hell, maybe even, uh, like a modern sporting rifle, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's a very fine line and, and we have to make sure that we don't cross that line and, because that's the kind of shit that once they cross that line, that line is, is gone. It's no longer there. We got to find a new line, and I, I don't want to do that. That's a line that I don't want to cross. I want to make sure that my personal stuff is is done. Like my fucking uh, stepkids, uh, my, you know, my fiance's kids, they got um, you know airsoft guns and BB guns and shit. They got some money, uh, and they wanted to go get you know some real looking guns. Uh, you know, they look like real modern sporting rifles and shit like that. And they're shooting shit in, in my backyard with plastic BBs. Uh, you know, if they decided they wanted to post that on social media and their teachers found out about it, I don't want their fucking teachers coming to my house, uh, or sending the police to my house saying, Hey, it looked like your kids were playing with real guns. We need to come make sure that they're not playing with real guns. Well, first off, who fucking says that they can't play with real guns? You know, obviously I'm not going to let them play with a, you know, a fucking, uh, a real AR-15 type rifle shooting, you know, 5.56 five, through the fucking privacy fence, you know, into my fucking neighbor's house behind me. Uh, but, you know, who, who the fuck says that, you know, I can't take him uh, to my gun club and, you know, private range and take him shooting and, you know, 
What if they post pictures about that online? Who fucking cares? You know, it's me doing what I can with my kids to make sure that they have a good time, that they have a healthy respect for firearms and that they know the four, you know, ultimate safety rules of firearms handling. All that kind of stuff. We just need to make sure we don't pass that line. Uh, because once we, once that line is crossed, it is gone. It is gone forever. Uh, the next article comes to us from Amelan, uh, and its title is Ohio Senate Passes Constitutional Carry Legislation. Now, this is something very interesting uh, because it looks like it may happen this year uh, in Alabama. We might finally get constitutional carry. Uh, I am very excited about it. I hope it does happen. Uh, I know all the law enforcement agencies uh, in Alabama are saying, woe is me and, and don't do it, all that kind of stuff. And that, you know, what's funny is they're blaming the NRA when the NRA has got nothing to do with it. Uh, it's all the state organization, Bama Carey here. Uh, they're doing great work here, by the way. If anybody from Bama Carey is listening to this, I'm a member, uh, you know, always be, support your your state and local gun advocacy groups. I'm going to constantly always repeat that as well. Uh, but, you know, it looks like it may pass this year. Uh, and Ohio has done this. That is awesome. Basically, if you're in a law-abiding adult who is the at least the age of 21 and are legally allowed to possess and own a firearm, you can carry a handgun without obtaining a government uh, permission. Now, this is something that just passed the Senate, so it hasn't passed the House yet. So if you live in Ohio and you're interested in this, make sure you contact your uh, your state congressman about that. Next article from Ameland, Boulder, Colorado surrenders appeal of assault weapons loss. Uh, since March, the city of Boulder, Colorado has been looking ways to reverse its defeat uh, from the case, which is unlawful against, you know, what is an unlawful ban of what is quote unquote called assault weapons and magazines capable of accepting more than 10 rounds, uh, which is bullshit because, you know, Colorado's already got a 15, uh, you know, a 15 round ban limit onto it. Uh, so that's good for the citizens of Boulder, Colorado. Now, this is something very interesting just because of the fact that this has been news before. And this is something, especially if you live in Virginia, you need to attend this. Uh, but it's also something that has been nationally televised before. So if you are close to this, uh, I would definitely recommend you going. Uh, and its title is Virginia Citizens Defense League Lobby Day 2022 Preliminary Information. So basically what this is, is uh, they've already, you know, had, uh, you know, under the control of the governor, lieutenant governor, and attorney general positions, they've led to uh, massive pushes, you know, and from localities to protect the rights of gun owners since the end of 2019, which is when that humongous uh, national, you know, national covered lobby day occurred. Uh, lobby 20, lobby day 2022 will not have a rally, unfortunately. So the lobby day, which is Monday, January 17th, 2022. Uh, they will be lobbying at the General Assembly, but they will not have a rally. They will be streaming uh, to a speakers to watch and to listen onto your phone. Uh, so they will not be having a lobby day, unfortunately, in 2022. Fucking COVID, man. I hate that shit. Uh, this next article kind of goes along with the, uh, the Oxford thing. It's uh, title is from Ameline and it states Michigan shooters. Parents did the second amendment. No favors, which I do agree. We, you know, we, as gun owners and second amendment advocates, we need to make sure that everything that we do cannot be used against our freedoms in any way, shape or form. Now the, uh, accused shooter and his parents are innocent until proven guilty, obviously, but of course to the, 
you know, the, the eye of the public and the media, uh, there is, you know, need to make sure that, you know, it, it's not a good look for gun owners. Uh, you know, they're asking for uh, background checks on ammunition, uh, you know, for this. They're asking for, you know, expanded or more red flag laws. Uh, they're asking for waiting periods. Uh, they're going to be asking for, you know, some sort of, you know, secure firearm storage, you know, placing more, you know, burdens on gun owners to spend money on expensive safes to keep their, you know, firearms locked up. Uh, if you have children, all that kind of stuff, you know, that's something that we need to make sure as firearms owners, you know, like I said before, that we need to make sure that we have uh, the, uh, what am I trying to say? That we don't allow to, you know, them to have any ammunition against us. Just because the Second Amendment is the only civil right that is not held to strict scrutiny under, you know, the judicial process. And, you know, that's something if you watched or listened, actually, uh, to that NYSPRA uh, v. New York uh, case that went before SCOTUS, you know, that's something that some some Supreme Court justices brought up. You know, why isn't it that, you know, all these other civil rights that are in the first 10 amendments or, you know, the first 15 amendments, you know, why aren't they're, you know, held to, to high scrutiny like these others. You know, the Second Amendment is the only one that can be whittled away and be found perfectly fine by lower and higher judicial courts. And it, it seems to be no problem state by state basis on why these, you know, these unconstitutional laws are, are deemed constitutional because there's no strict scrutiny. Uh, and, and that's something we need to make sure that w in every decision we, we make, whether it's to, you know, I'm not going to give, well, you know, I could, if I wanted to, I, I'm not going to give my seven year old daughter, uh, a, you know, a, a humongous AR 15 with a third hole, you know, a legal, a legal third hole. Um, because I want to make sure that, you know, she's not, she, she is old enough that she respects the weapon. I want to make sure that she's old enough that when she pulls that trigger, it's not kind of scary. Because I'm going to tell you right now, uh, my fucking dad uh, had me shoot buckshot, not even buckshot, fucking like buckshot and slugs uh, from a 12-gauge shotgun at nine years old. Uh, and, and just, you know, shooting into the berm just so that way I can get used to the sound. And, and of course, this was without ear pro and eye pro as well. Uh, just, you know, my fucking dad being a dad, drinking beer. Uh, taking me out to go shoot my 12 gauge for the first time and I'm shooting fucking, you know, buckshot and slugs. Uh, and I had a fucking humongous ass bruise on my arm for weeks afterwards. And I was fucking terrified of guns up until I was about 11. Uh, when I got my Ruger 1022. And I remember when I shot that Ruger 1022, I was fucking terrified of it, man. I was I was just absolutely fucking terrified uh, to to pull that trigger. And it wasn't until after I pulled that trigger and, and I realized I didn't have you know any kick to it that you know I could shoot it. Um, and uh, you know you need to make sure that you you introduce your kids you know wisely into guns. And, and we need to make sure you know that we don't do things that can be obviously 
uh, not wise. I'm not going to say idiotic just because, you know, you never know. She, you know, she might take like a champ. I don't know. Uh, she's a weird kid. She, she's a very odd character, but we want to make sure we make wise decisions. So that way we do not, uh, give these people that are wanting to erode our freedoms. And honestly, this is the only freedom that can keep, uh, others in check from infringing on our other rights, uh, our property and things of that nature. Uh, we don't want to give them any, you know, ammunition to erode those rights away. Uh, next article comes from us from tactical life, uh, ATF to upgrade their e-form systems going live before Christmas. Now this is really awesome. Uh, and these are e-form fours. And now if you don't know what an e-form four is, it is the, uh, most popular ATF form. Uh, it is the form, uh, for NFA items. So short barreled rifles, shotguns, suppressors, things of that nature. Uh, and if you aren't, you know, familiar with, uh, you know, the process from an NFA item, you know, you have to do all this bullshit paperwork and you have to mail it off to the ATF and it could take a long time before something finally comes back. You know, at some point in time, it was like a year and a half. Um, Silencer Shop did an amazing thing with their kiosk, uh, which, you know, kind of streamlined the process. Uh, But now that they have these e-forms, which is Basically, it's very much similar to the Silencer Shop kiosk. Uh, it very streamlines the process, you know, so that way you don't have to make sure uh, is that an E or an I or whatever, you know, you know, maybe somebody's you know fucking you know hinky handwriting. Uh, you don't have to worry about that kind of shit. So that is very awesome. Uh, some people I've talked to about this, they are expecting the wait times for suppressors to decrease drastically, uh, you know, saying that you could probably get your suppressors back within like three or four months, or your, your tax stamp, I should say. Next article comes to us from the uh, Firearms blog, and its title is Brennells Joins the Firearms Policy Coalition Constitutional Alliance. Now, this is awesome, uh, just because of the fact that Brownells is a, a great company. Uh, I love Pete Brownell and what he's done for the firearms community. Uh, he was on the NRA Board of Directors, and he resigned, I think, once he realized how corrupt that organization was. And, you know, the Brownells company started doing things with the FPC, uh, you know, donating money and, and things like that to it, you know, certain, you know, portions of sales or whatever it may be goes to the FPC. Uh, and, and that's good stuff. Uh, but basically now they have announced that they will, uh, join the FPC's legal action and advocacy programs, which are geared towards protecting and supporting the second amendment rights of Americans. Uh, you know, the FPC, I am, uh, honestly sick of their emails. Uh, it's, they're just as bad as the NRA in regards to that. Uh, you know, I'm always getting emails saying like, Oh, you know, we, we need to, we need money. We're missing this, this financial deadline or, uh, you know, we, we only have, you know, 24 hours or 48 or 72 hours, uh, you know, worth of money left. We need you to donate now that kind of bullshit. Um, and honestly, I'm, I'm still technically a member of the NRA. Uh, I think next year is my last year for that membership. I'm not going to be renewing it just cause I don't want to give them my money anymore, uh, for such a, a corrupt organization that it is. Uh, but you know, a lot of people complained about the NRA and this kind of fucking harassing, communication that they get from them. Um, 
And, you know, I personally never received anything from the NRA talking about like that kind of bullshit. But uh, I definitely understand that a lot of other people have gotten this kind of, you know, harassing, you know, emails, letters, that kind of stuff. I, I get this shit from FPC at least every other day, at least every other day, sometimes every day. Uh, but it's, it, it averages out at least every day. Uh, but I mean, like I said, they do great work except for that bullshit. Uh, and it, obviously it must work. I got to say that, you know, it's not like, you know, if, you know, you go up to chicks at the bar and, and, you know, you tell them, uh, that, you know, you drive a sports car and, and you're not picking up any chicks, you're not getting laid any, you know, you're not going to keep doing that same bullshit over and over again, unless, you know, it, it obviously works. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's one of the things that they're obviously getting money this way. That is obviously becoming an effective way for them to raise money. Uh, so they're going to keep doing it because obviously people are going to give money for this. Uh, this last article, I just wanted to kind of throw this out there uh, just because I thought it was an interesting thing. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm on TikTok uh, and there's actually a guy that I really like. Um, I cannot think of who he is right now. And I should have... Uh, I should have looked him up because uh, today, actually, he posted some videos and apparently what happened, he was at his shop and he like massively cut his hand and he actually had to go to the hospital and get surgery done on his hand. Uh, but he's an awesome, cool gunsmith. Uh, we've had Eric from uh, Nelson Gunsmithing on in here. Uh, I, I'm a huge gunsmithing fan. What these guys can do with firearms is really fucking cool. And I'm not talking about just like an armor. I'm talking about like a real fucking gunsmith. Uh, so I love to see that kind of stuff. But here are the seven best gunsmithing tools, hobbyist to professional. And this comes to us from Pew Pew Tactical. And I just thought this was interesting. Uh, you know, if you got any money, um, you know, a lot of people are getting out of the military because they refuse to get vaccinated. Uh, so, you know, get, you know, you never know. You might be looking to use your GI Bill to become a gunsmith. Um, so there are some uh, best online gunsmithing schools and courses. Also, you know, obviously the Sonoran Des Desert Institute is one of the biggest ones. Uh, they are a nationally accredited online firearm school, uh, and they have several different courses. Uh, they have an Associate of Science uh, Firearms Technology Certificate and Firearms Training, uh, Firearms Technology Gunsmithing. Uh, all that kind of stuff. There is the American Gunsmithing Institute. Uh, it is one of the nations, you know, says that, you know, they're the well-regarded online and gunsmithing schools. Um, they offer, you know, courses geared to various needs, um, you know, for beginners to more uh, experienced people. You can, you know, learn certificates in just as little as 90 days, uh, but they also do have a total of over 108 hours of course instruction. Uh, lots of cool stuff there. Uh, and, you know, their professional gunsmith certif certificate will cost you between five to $15,000. Uh, there's the Modern Gun School, uh, which is an extremely flexible course for those interested in gunsmithing, either as a hobby or full-time uh, deal. There's uh, Ashworth College, and I have heard of this one. Um, they have a basic handgun course uh, that teaches all the important stuff that you need to know. Uh, it is located in Georgia. There is also the Penn Foster Career School in Scranton, PA. Uh, that's another one I have heard of. Uh, and there is the Colorado School of Trade. Hadn't heard this one, but there is degrees in machining related fields, including an Associate of Occupational Studies degree in gunsmithing. They've been around since 1947, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Penn Foster College, uh, they have been around for over 100 years. They're also really well known for their distant learning. 
They have a three-month program, uh, and tuition is just less than $1,000, so that's a, a pretty economical choice. So with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the uh, gun gear news and reviews, and let's start go ahead and getting into it. She gonna be a savage, bad bitch, ride around in a new whip ski, pour the two cups of the whiskey, she gonna get lit coming through your city, she gonna be a savage, bad bitch, ride around in a new whip ski, pour the two cups of the whiskey, she gonna all right, let's go ahead and start getting into some new cool products coming out. Like I said, uh, you know, Christmas is coming up. I hope you guys are getting some good shit. Uh, but just in case uh, you're not getting what you're wanting, maybe you're getting some certificates and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, maybe you can, you know, find some some cool shit coming out. Uh, this is from Recoil. Blackwater launches the BW-15, a civilian warrior rifle. Uh, this looks interesting. You know, obviously it's uh, Blackwater taken from the old Blackwater, uh, you know, uh, contracting company that gained fame during the height of the war on terror. Uh, it's coming in around $1,300. Uh, and this is actually run by Eric Prince. That's interesting. I didn't really actually know that he ran this himself. But it's got a, uh, a melee hard coating, mil spec trigger. Uh, not too crazy about that. Um, anything else? It's chambered in 223 Wildy. Uh, Comes with a 15-inch Samson M-Lock handguard, Fab Defense rubber-loaded guard is grip, Fab Defense GL Core 6 six-position stock, uh, and a Magpul 30-round mag. It's guaranteed one MRA or better accuracy. I'm quite curious about that. I don't know how well that's tr you know well and, and it's going to hold up and all that kind of bullshit uh also is from the firearms blog uh new howard light impact sport bluetooth hearing protection now i'm telling you this shit right here is a game changer it really is man uh i got the walker uh, silencer i think is what they're called silencer in ear um you know ear protection it's uh bluetooth and it's also uh you know um uh, like voice enhanced. Um, and I'm telling you, man, like I listen to music all the fucking time. I, uh, you know, have tinnitus. I've lost, you know, close to half of my hearing and shit, uh, from the military. Uh, so because of that and my tinnitus, I always have to have something playing in the background. That's one reason why I really got into podcasts, just because I always have to have something playing in the background, uh, whether it be music, podcast, audiobooks, uh, TV, whatever the fuck it may be, I always got to have something playing in the background just so that way I can focus on that sound versus the tendonitis. And um, shooting is no different. Uh, you know, it actually really sucked when I, you know, before I had uh, electronic hearing, uh, you know, electronic ear approach just because of the fact that, you know, you had just that, that cushion around your ears and all I could hear was my tendonitis. It was really fucking annoying. Uh, it sucked pretty hard. But then once I got uh, Bluetooth, it just it was a fucking game changer. Uh, listening to music while on the range, listening to podcasts or audiobooks on the range, uh, it was really fucking cool. And, you know, Howard Light's, they aren't that expensive. Uh, my walkers at the time, they were about $300, I think. And uh, these are $84 for youth and $154 for adults. Uh, now, this is the MSRP, so I guarantee you those adults are probably going to be, you probably might get them around 130 maybe around 125 with a really good sale. So 
definitely be looking out for those. That's awesome. Uh, Christmas coming up, if you haven't already, uh, the ABC's Farms coloring book for adults and kids. Uh, and I accidentally clicked on something and it went away. Let me go back. This comes to us from the Farms blog. And anytime it fucking wants to go back, uh, I can tell you about this pretty cool thing that I saw. Uh, and it is gun-related coloring books. Uh, you know, obviously they have uh, free printable coloring books from the Cody Farms Museum. Uh, but this is F is for Farms. It's the ABC's Farm Coloring Books for Adults and Kids. It's pretty cool. Uh, they have, you know, some stuff in there that could be just for kids. But then they also have some, like, really cool kind of, like, street art kind of calligraphy type stuff for the uh, uh, lettering. Like, for example, C is for compliance, which no one should support. And it says no comply. That's pretty fucking cool. Uh, those would be pretty cool, like either little gag gifts or, you know, good gifts for, like, your friend. It's got 26 pages to it. Uh, I don't see a price on here, though. So I don't know how much it would cost. And I don't even see a fucking link for it. Is this something from the Farms blog? Is this something from a another party? Oh, I'm sorry. It could be picked up for ten bucks. Not bad at all. Ten bucks for this? I'd definitely get one. Uh, going on into the next thing. Uh, it is going to be the next thing. Sorry, this is great. Ah, oh, shit. And I just closed the other one. Go back. I'm telling you, this is a great audio podcast, guys. I'm telling you. You're going to love it. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Sorry. That was my daughter's new cat uh, that decided to try and walk across my laptop. And that's why shit closed. All right. Restore window. Springfield Armory. Uh, and this comes to us from Ballistic. Springfield Armory decided to release a 35-round extended magazine for the XDM and XDM Elite 9mm pistols. Why the fuck would they do this? I heard somebody, this is the best argument I've heard somebody made about this. Maybe Springfield is wanting to get into the PCC realm, which this would make sense. But still, I don't think I'd want to have, uh, first off, I don't want want to have a 35 round mag coming from an uh, XDM. Uh, And second off, I don't think I would want a uh, fucking Springfield PCC. Just it's not appealing, especially with those ugly magazines coming out of the bottom of it. Uh, speaking of Springfield, uh, they launched the uh, Saint Edge ATC, uh, and this is basically a uh, just a ugly ass single piece um, AR-15. It is ATC stands for Accurized Tactical Chassis, uh, and basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it more monolithic. Uh, which is the you know the uh, the handguard and the lower is one piece so there's less moving parts so there's less likely of a chance for things to be moving around when the round actually goes off uh, and it just it's ugly um, I saw the the guy that supposedly designed this uh, he actually designed it I think about like five to seven years ago uh, if I remember correctly and uh, he was he was talking about how you know he he just came up with the design and it's kind of what he does is he designs shit and then just sells it off and that's kind of how he makes his money uh he just designed it just so that way he could prove that it could be done so it's just like a proof of concept and he said like there's no enhanced accuracy with this i just wanted to show that it could be done uh and he sold it off and that was like five to seven years ago and i guess somehow springfield bought this and i think springfield is just trying to kind of be the new edgy brand 
Uh, why? Again, I don't know. Uh, and just trying to basically buy up all the shit and put it out there. Uh, we'll see how that well or how that works. You know what I'm saying? Uh, next thing is you know good stocking stuffer. Uh, the Books of War, War of the Flea by Robert Tabur, uh, and this is the classical study of guerrilla warfare. Now, if you're like me, I love this kind of shit. I've really been into Rhodesian uh, bush war history type shit this recently um i've read three books so far uh another one is on my to-do list and was uh seconded by a, a buddy of mine uh who also used to have a meme page until it got zucked um so i just love reading this kind of stuff and this is just kind of things that make you go hmm good you know things to make you want to know and and kind of keep in the back of your mind for you know certain situations that kind of stuff you never know you never know uh when people might be you know needing to be guerrilla warfared that kind of stuff anyway so with that let's go ahead and start getting into our culture segment and start wrapping this shit up everybody i forgot i forgot say the names but that's the whole point of forgot but I don't forget until I forgive you for something But if I have to forgive you for something I'll revoke your spot, that means you fucked up You get one shot, if you burn the bridge you can't cross it again I hope you can swim, and I ain't gonna keep you from trying to eat But I won't be the one that you'll be eating with There's no such thing as being too honest If you can't relate, then that's too bad, bitch I'm wavy as fuck, try me if you want, I'll be on your head Alright, we're gonna be talking about the rifles of heat Now, if you don't know what heat is It is an amazing movie uh, It is a fucking awesome A fucking awesome uh, shoot 'em up type movie. Uh, it's it's actually like a really good uh, like crime type of movie as well. But in there, there's this one scene, uh, and the Marine Corps infantry course used to actually. Uh, and this is what I'm being told. I obviously never been in the Marines, uh, but it was actually told as this is how you conduct a shoot and moves type scenario. Uh, there was a, a FNFAL 50.61 variant with a 20 inch barrel and folding stock. Uh, you know, FALs function as a full power battle rifle. And, you know, it was really well, uh, you know, it was mainly armed the majority of the Western European forces for decades. Speaking of the, you know, the Rhodesian Bush Wars, there's a lot of FNFALs in there. Uh, and they also used it for, you know, an armored card heist, but, uh, you know, if a gunfight, you know, were to actually take, you know, ex you know, come out with this, uh, it would definitely just fucking turn cars into Swiss cheese, man. Um, and in 1995, uh, when this movie came out, it's a very capable battle rifle. Uh, the next one is the HK 91A2. Uh, now this one is also, you know, kind of. FNFAL-ish, I guess you could say. Uh, for people that didn't really know, uh, you know, it was a, this was the civilian variant of the G3 battle rifle. Uh, it utilized a bipod, uh, so it could be used in the prone, uh, but it's also capable to be used in the standing position as well. Uh, you know, it's very cool. There was a Galil in there. Uh, you know, Galils uh, were, you know, used in the main heist for this movie. Uh, it is basically an AK clone uh, that heavily, you know, just redoes the ergonomics, better sights, uh, and in this model it was the 5.56 version. Uh, Galil is a very Israeli uh, gun. There was an AKM in there. Uh, you see Dana Treo in there. I forgot. I forgot Danny Treo was in there. He was actually named Treo in the film. Uh, he carried the Chinese AKM Type 56. Really cool. There was the Chinese model 654, uh, which was, I'm not Chinese. Why the fuck did I say Chinese for some reason? The Colt model 654. Uh, this was a really cool gun in there. Uh, it is the carbine version of the M16A1. 
Uh, I think that was, oh, what's his fucking nuts? Uh, played Batman for that horrible, horrible remake. Uh, I can't remember his name. It's my life right now. There was a cult model 733. Uh, there was an FN, F, FNFNC, uh, which is really cool. I think one of the LAPD cops had that. Yeah, uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino had that. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of cool long guns in there, man. A lot of cool shooting, uh, moving and action type stuff in there. It was really cool. Great movie. One of the best fucking, uh, fucking scenes in there was between Robert De Niro and Al Pacino when they're sitting there in that cafe. Uh, it's fucking amazing, man. Uh, if you haven't seen heat, go check it out. It's definitely one of those movies that you can watch with the family. Uh, while the fucking women, you know, are doing their thing. All the dudes could sit down and watch this movie, or you can like have like the older kids, uh, you know, that don't know, old movie type shit, but you know, like that shoot 'em up action kind of stuff. This is a great fucking movie for him. Uh, check it out. I don't know if it's on any streaming services. I think you have to buy it off of Amazon, uh, but go ahead and check out heat. And with that, let's go ahead and start wrapping this shit up. First niggas gotta find me. What's 50 grand to a motherfucker like me? Can you please remind me? Ball so hard, this shit crazy. Y'all don't know that don't shit face. And that's the go. Oh, for 82 when I look at you like this shit crazy. Well, ladies and gents, I greatly appreciate you listening for another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I apologize for my just being super shitty and not doing what I'm supposed to. Uh, The next, you know, normally what I do is I record these the weekend before. Uh, and then with this weekend, uh, I tell you, my kids just got fucking spoiled as shit this Christmas. I've already told them they didn't even open up their Christmas gifts. I told them, I was like, don't expect this fucking to be the normal Christmas from now on. They just got like a ton of shit. Um, they got a go-kart, uh, this year and it came like all boxed up and shit. I got to build it basically like put the tires on, put the frame on, I got to put the steering wheel on the seat, all that kind of shit. Uh, so that's what I kind of got, you know hidden up doing uh plus fucking christmas parties from my work christmas parties from my fiance's work christmas parties with family christmas parties with you know uh you know friends of our kids all that kind of shit so uh hopefully we'll be going back to normal uh i'm gonna be doing a camping trip uh new year's eve uh with my family so uh but it's only a one night thing so i should be here for for that episode and then after that uh be fucking shot show man uh it'll be here so very excited for that. Be posting shit on social media. So go ahead and check out our social media if you haven't already. Uh, we are 2A Lifestyle and everything. The letter, uh, I'm sorry, the number 2A Lifestyle. Except for Instagram, we are 2 spelled out, T-W-O-A Lifestyle. Uh, we are on Patreon. Again, anything you guys give us, greatly appreciated. Shot Show coming up. Definitely could use that Patreon money. Be looking out for uh, those people uh, to get some special benefits after Shot Show. Uh, also go ahead and, uh, hit subscribe to wherever you're listening to this. Anything you guys, you know, do to help us with this podcast to be reached, you know, hitting subscribe, um, hitting, you know, leaving that review, anything, you know, when you leave us a a review, send it to us, we give you guys free shit. So, you know, it's not that fucking hard steal, you know, this Christmas, go to your family's phone, uh, unlock that shit and leave us a review. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, but until then, I hope you guys have a great, safe, and wonderful Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever the fuck you call it. I hope you have a good, wonderful time of this year. I hope you have some amazing memories with your friends, uh, family, and loved ones. And I will see you guys later in two weeks. And until then, keep on enjoying that 2 like lifestyle. A he don't even own. He won't sit down, give him a crown, he just throws it around. It's like a joke, he's like a king, but he don't rule a thing. He don't want the diamonds, want the gold, don't want the jewelry. He don't want the ring, don't want the loot, he's in it for the sport. Running circles round his competition on the court. He appreciates your support, but he ain't begging for it. And you can love it, you can hate it, but you can't ignore it. Hate it, but you can't ignore it. He's no magician, man, the kid made something out of nothing. So now niggas from his head act like he owns.